I think uh, singing uh, makes it uh, really interesting. So I was singing yesterday during a coaching session, and as I was uploading it, I was like, you know what, this is kind of just my personality. So if you guys coach with me, I like to sing. And so uh, I thought I'd have some fun yesterday, and I announced that if you could guess my favorite Power Ranger, I would give you a free course enrollment in my application course. And so the person who correctly uh, guessed my favorite Power Ranger is Celine R13. So Celine R13, you are the winner of my med school application course. Yay, everyone applaud. Everyone clap for Celine who has won my application course. Uh, good morning, Meryl. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Vanessa. Um, we are live action right now. And so while I have you guys live, I want to talk and I always want to teach, right? So I'm going to educate you guys a little bit about this med school application cycle. Mike, what up, man? Uh, so there's a lot happening with this med school application cycle, and people are perplexed by what's happening um, with the cycle. But I want you guys, I continue to reiterate this. Do not panic. It's going to be okay. Things are changing. Things are adjusting. But as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, as long as you're a competent applicant, as long as you're applying early, all right, Dr. Abdul Malik is in the house, right? Uh, good morning, Marina. Uh, then it's going to be okay. But everyone is acting like the sky is falling. You had a bunch of knuckleheads out here who don't know what they're talking about telling you guys to worry about this and worry about that. And I continue to tell my students, I continue to tell you guys today is worry about what you can control, which is being prepared for your MCAT and preparing for your application. In terms of when you should be submitting your application this year, it's different than other years. And even in other years, people get it wrong. But normally I always say that you should be submitting your application in June or early July at the latest if you wanna have the best and the most consideration of your application. People who tell you that it doesn't matter to apply early don't know what they're talking about. Applying early is crucial, is integral, is important. It matters. So make sure you guys submit your application early. With this cycle, things, you guys are not the only people who are lost in the chaos of COVID and AAMC updates. Medical schools are also scrambling to figure out what they're gonna do both with their current medical students and also what they're entering classes and what they're gonna do for interviews, what they're gonna do for application processing. So they're also going to be delayed. So therefore, for this cycle, it is okay to submit your application in June, July or August, June, July or August. And if you didn't catch it, I posted last week and I talked about this, but already schools are coming out and announcing that they're going to be allowing students to submit their application before their MCAT is back. Normally to be seriously considered, Brent, I will tell Shannon, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, right? It's a beautiful thing. Happy Mother's Day to my mother. Happy, happy Mother's Day to, to my Shannon who raises my children. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. It's an awesome day to celebrate mommies because I know without mommies, right? Am I the only one? Without your mommy, you wouldn't be where you are. So we should absolutely 100% celebrate those moms out here who always sacrifice, who always give for us, right? Who always look out for us, who are always that shoulder to cry on, <laughs> particularly during application season. How many of you guys call your mom during application season and be like, oh my gosh, my life's a waste. They're not going to accept me. What's going on, right? How many of you guys are doing that with your application cycle? Mommy, please make me feel better. I remember I used to call my mom all the time in medical school and tell her how I wasn't uh, going to continue. And I was like, you know, this is the day. This is the day. I'm dropping out today. I've had it. I'm over it, right? I'm like, all this work, I'm over it. Uh, but I stayed the course. So big mama's uh, shout out. Exactly. I'm just a big mama's boy, uh, as Bridget just said. So uh, anyway, so with this application cycle, we have to understand that medical schools are also scrambling. A lot of medical schools have gone home. So you have people who normally review applications who are at home, who are not on campus, or whose schedules are all over the place. I myself am working a lot more in the hospital than I normally do. And so what's going to happen with application processing, it's going to be delayed. 
And so normally, as applications come in in June and July, they come in and there's kind of a lull because people leave and take vacation in August and they come back in September and review. Particularly us West Coast people, we love to take vacations, which is why the UC applications right, are always slow with their secondaries because we take vacation. Um, but so this cycle, you're going to have a lot of people who are off campus who can't coordinate, who can't make admissions decisions. And so it's going to definitely slow down the process. So if you guys can get your MCAT scheduled this summer, June, July, or August, and you can get your application in in June, July, or August, you're in a good spot for this cycle. Medical schools, I know I talk a lot of trash and everyone talks a lot of trash on AAMC and on medical schools not caring about you guys, but they're going to give you guys a little bit of slack and a little bit of leeway this cycle in terms of having your MCAT together and having your application together. But when you do submit, it's important that you guys submit competently, right, and completely. So I just want to come on and give you guys that message this morning. If you guys are freaking out about when to apply, it's okay this cycle, June, July, or August, you will be fine, right? If everybody understands this, everybody has, if I've reduced your stress just a little bit this morning, like this video right now, let me know that I'm speaking to you right now. While I'm on here, we're talking uh, med school applications. Let's talk about it. Emmanuel just joins on here. What up? Emmanuel comes and shadows me and then just falls off the face of the earth. Haven't seen him since. Tears in my heart. You guys have any questions about med school applications? It's application season. My app kit, my application boot camp is balling, y'all, right now. I love it. We have such a great group this this cycle. I'm really excited. We get to interact every week and help each other put our applications together. So it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Rebecca, good morning. Ashley, what is up? Yeah, so Hobby says, I wish I had a chance to tell you. Yeah, I wish too. Uh, unfortunately, with all this COVID stuff, man, it's going to be a while before you guys are able to shadow. And actually, I think it's a while before you guys should should actually shadow. That's the truth, right? Because why expose yourself unnecessarily to COVID? I always tell people, I'm like, what good is it if you're sick and you can't go to medical school? What good is that little shadowing opportunity you got? So I encourage all of you guys to think about your health first. Nothing's more important, right? This is mental health awareness time. I think it was like last week or last month. Be aware of your mental health. Be aware of your physical health. Make sure that you are safe and you're caring about yourself first because you can't care about yourself. You can't take care of yourself. You can't take care of patients. Uh, as a reminder, before I answer this next question, Celine R13, if you're on here, you have won my med school application course. Um, so Jalisa, I just answered that question. Yes. So you can send your application in without an MCAT score this cycle. And this is the only time that's going to happen for you guys. So submit your application. If you guys have already taken the MCAT and you have a low score, don't submit your application because schools will still see that low score. So you, if you're in a bad spot, if you took it and you did low versus the people who had not taken it yet and who were slackers and hadn't taken their MCAT yet. <laughs> Someone just asked, can I have your application course? Uh, no, Celine R13 won the application course today, but I'll tell you guys what I will do. Okay, since you asked for it, um, how about a flash sale? So I have to make a link, but I'm gonna post a link in my bio and underneath this video. And for the next three hours, I'll make my application course. How much should I make my application course? Not free. For three hours, how much you guys wanna pay for it? I'm a man of the people, guys. I take it to a vote. How much you guys wanna pay for it? My application course is only $399. How much, which is right, super affordable already, but how much you guys wanna pay for it? First number that goes in the box wins. <laughs> People think I'm playing right now. 30% <laughs> off. Okay, that wins. Okay, so instead of 30% off, I'll tell you what. I will double that. 
So we'll do 60% off. Meryl said 30%. So I'll post link 60% off my application course for three hours. Okay, so give me five minutes-ish and I'll post a link on my bio and under the video for three hours, 60% off. <laughs> All right, guys, since no one has, uh, Razine says, should we apply without having shadowed a doctor? Uh, you shouldn't apply this cycle without having a, a shadowed a doctor, um, but going forward, like I said, shadowing is gonna be a lot different than it has been in the past. You're not gonna be able to get shadowing opportunities. So in the future, I think that clinical um, experience in the form of shadowing is gonna be devalued. And I think the only way you're gonna get clinical opportunities are actually paid clinical opportunities where you're contributing to the clinical environment because of the liability of having people around when you have something as contagious as COVID popping off. So I say, if you don't have clinical shadowing right now, you shouldn't be applying the cycle. But for next cycle, I think it's going to be different. And you're gonna start seeing announcements coming out about how their perception of if you should shadow is gonna change. Because I, like I said, I don't think, I'm a doctor, I have to go to the hospital. I was at the hospital yesterday. I don't think you guys, two days ago, I don't think you guys should be going um, into the hospital right now. Uh, Anthony, yeah, get the course. So I always say, so people always like, I like how people, like, so imagine this. How many of you guys have a friend who always shows up five minutes late? How many of you guys have a friend who you go to pick up and you know every time you go to pick them up, they are not gonna be dressed? How many of you guys have that friend where you show up and you're like, oh my gosh, they're not gonna be ready. I better have my, okay, do I get some good games on my phone today? Do I have some good music to sit here? Because they're not gonna be ready. They're gonna start putting their clothes on. It's right, Landon says, that's you. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you get there, they start putting their clothes on. That's the equivalent of waiting to get informed about the medical school application process during the application cycle. It's like people who wait to figure out about the MCAT right before the MCAT. You're scrambling to get your clothes on. You know you can't find that one cute outfit you have, Rebecca, right? Rebecca put her hand up. You know when you scramble at the last minute, you can't find that one top. It's that one top that makes you look amazing. It makes your eyes pop. And you can't find it because you're scrambling to get dressed. That's what last minute information is like. So I encourage all students, you guys should be actively involved as soon as you decide that you're pre-med and you want to go to medical school, you should be making moves to get informed, to get educated, to get in position, to create opportunities, to build a pre-med resume, to build your medical future, right? Because it's those people who are preparing, who are working towards their goal, who are going to be successful. And I can't tell you, it's always heartbreaking when I hear these stories of people who are seniors who don't know what to do to get into medical school. It's like, how do you not know you're a senior? You spent four years sacrificing, yet you've been sacrificing for something you don't even know is going to pan out. Sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Victor, what up? Oh, yeah. Shadowing internationally counts. So you guys who have been on medical mission trips, right? Those are great opportunities to get shadowing, to get impact work, work with vulnerable populations, and to see how healthcare is different, right? So international shadowing counts as well. Exactly. Tan T. That's like the cardinal sin. It cracks me up. Like, right? I'm an, I'm an anesthesia attending now at UCSD, right? So I teach residents and medical students. And it, it boggles my mind how medical students show up late. Like the case starts at seven. We've been here since six setting up and you roll in at 7.05. Talking about, can I put the tube in? Negative, right? That's a terrible, Tan is exactly right. It's a horrible, it's the cardinal sin of medical school. You cannot be late to stuff, guys, because it's about professionalism. You guys are physicians, right? Don't you guys hate it when you guys go to the doctor and your doctor's late? So come on. Hadi, what up? Hadi emailed me this morning. He's having some financial hardship. And so, yes, Hadi, I will honor your request and, and, and acknowledge your hardship and hook you up anyway. 
just because I care about you, hottie. Oh, there's a question submission thing over here. Let's see this. Dr. P, our mayor in D.C. announced she wasn't opening up until August. I was wondering if she doesn't open up test centers. How's it going to go or something like that? I can't read the rest of the question. Maybe I can scroll through it. I don't even know how to do that. Uh, I was wondering if she doesn't open up test centers, what's going to happen? And this has been my whole thing this whole time is everyone is thinking that June MCAT test dates are a for sure thing. And I actually don't think so. I think that um, what's going to have to happen is much like other uh, other tests have done, like the GRE, like SAT, like AP tests. I think that they're going to have to let students test at home if they expect to get in June test dates. I just don't see. And it was so funny. Like, this is hilarious. How people like just this is off topic, on topic. We're talking about application. We're talking about med school. We're talking pre-med stuff, right? So if you guys are still with me, if I haven't lost you in my state of delirium because I don't sleep much anymore. I love you. I love you too, my bud. Jerry, you want to say hi? No, thank you. You want to come say hi? This is live action, right? My son comes in here and say hello and good morning. Let me know he loves me. That's beautiful. Make me feel good about myself. Um, <laughs> it's funny how people crack up about basic stuff. Like there was a, someone was sharing, like it's been going around. I've seen it like three or four times on my Facebook feed. Oh my gosh, guys, the news is just in. We've been social distancing inside, but studies show that outside you're less likely to transmit the virus. Like, obviously, right? <laughs> is that breaking news? Okay, so if someone's sick, let's go sit in a small room with them. Like, that, like is that not da 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 right? <laughs> like, people are like, oh my gosh, this is groundbreaking. If we're outside, we're less likely to get infected, <gasps> we should open up the beaches. No, because you guys go out there and you sit shoulder to shoulder at the beaches. That's the problem. So the same premise is with a test center, you're locked into a confined, controlled space with high touch point areas. You got to fingerprint in. You got to use the mouse, got to use the keyboard, touch the desk, touch the chair. Everyone traffics to the same door. That's a high rate of infection. So I think testing centers, I don't know. I, I think they're going to have to let people test at home if they want to do a June test date. I still think that you guys should be signed up um, for those June and July test dates just in case something happens, like they do go um, at home or they do actually happen. But I just feel like it's going to be tough for you guys to get into a room. Uh, Marina asked, yes, all my courses are lifetime access, guys. So if you're on one of my courses, again, I want people to get informed early and to be able to stay with me for forever. I want the learning to never stop, never cease. I just want to constantly teach you guys what is up. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. And Danny, I got your email too. Yes. The answer is yes, Danny, to all your questions this morning. <laughs> Good morning, Dr. P. Kat says, if you have, a, have had a lot of volunteer within other experiences, what's the best way to highlight that on your application? So guys, I think people overcomplicate the medical school application. People try to do all these like tips and tricks and hacks. And if you guys have ever listened to me before, I hate tips, I hate tricks, I hate hacks. I think it's absurd. Because if you think about it, right? If you think about even what medical school is all about, what is being a medical professional? So let's answer the box. I'll ask you guys before I answer it, right? We're here to teach and learn. What does it mean to be a medical professional? So what does a medical doctor embody? Why do we go to medical school? Why do we go to residency? What does that mean to you guys? Right, Dr. Fauci is coming out and talking about coronavirus. Wh who are these people? What does it mean to be a physician to you guys? So if I'm in medical school, I'm asking you, what is being a doctor embodied to you? What does that white coat mean? What does it symbolize? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Fatima, good morning.
I like what Victor just said there. Get into my course and you will know exactly what to do. If you guys didn't hear, uh, we took a vote and Merrill asked for a 30% discount on my application course. So I said, I'll double it. And for the next three hours, as soon as I end this video, there'll be 60% off my med school application course. 60% off. There we go, Val. Here we go. Val said it. Okay. What is being a medical professional about? It's thorough and evaluated practice and experience. So my question to you guys is if you're trying to be an expert in medicine, if you're trying to perform at a high level in medicine, that's what it requires. Then why would you not take the same approach to pre-med and the same approach to studying? Why would you not want to be an expert? Why would you not want thorough and thought about and structured systems as opposed to one-off tips, tricks, and hacks that leave you empty? D does that make sense? Right? I think it's Tasha's your first time on a live. What up? Right? Does that make sense, everybody? Like, why? Like, it, it boggles my mind. If you're saying your whole objective is to become a medical expert and you understand that treating patients effectively requires in-depth, thorough knowledge, then how can you expect to pre-med? And how can you expect to be an effective superstar student if you're relying on just the tip, the crust, the surface of the information you need to survive? Right? Do you guys understand what I'm saying right there? So when we talk about the application, a lot of you guys right here listen to busters who don't know what they're talking about who want to give you a tip because that's all they got. Can we be honest, right? And I actually, it's so funny. <clears throat> the prompt thing of one of my students, I got a super long email from my students yesterday who was like furious because apparently uh, one of these internet posts out here was talking some trash on me. And so what's hilarious, right, is that all these people are internet superstars. I'm not an internet superstar. You guys see, I don't have a big following. <laughs> I'm a real life superstar. So I thought it'd be fun, and uh, I'm going to start a new segment we're going to start doing regularly called Death to Pre-Med Posers, where I'm going to fillet and I'm going to lay out the truth about some of these wannabes who are on the internet poaching you guys and taking you guys' money who don't know what they're talking about. So I thought it'd be fun. So actually, I'll announce it right here. <laughs> if you guys see some poser on the internet spouting something that you know is not true because you listen to the truth right here, I want you guys to send it to me. And I'm going to start putting people on blast and laying them out and bringing in the research studies and the articles and and really breaking down the truth. Because I think it's time out, right? Like the Internet has gotten this whole thing where people I'm like, I look at the ridiculousness that people post and it's bad for you guys. And so like, like for me, I'm already into medical school, right? I already became a doctor. <laughs> but for you guys, it sucks because you got a lot of people out here who are perpetuating false lies that make you feel bad about yourself, that make you feel incapable. They make you feel confused, befuddled, and you can't create a clear path to medical school. And I think that's terrible. So i am had enough of it. So we're going to be death to pre-med posers. And you guys know, like, I, <laughs> I don't have to be polite to anybody because I need not anyone to be me. Does that make sense to everybody? So I don't care who you are, what you got. It's, 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 it's that season. <laughs> so to your question, <laughs> uh, as we got off track there, to your question, Kat, how, if you have had volunteer within other experiences, what's the best way to highlight that on an application? The best way to highlight anything on your application. There's two objectives with the application. It's that simple, guys. The two Ds of medical school admissions, my students know what they are, distinct and distinguished. Distinct and distinguished. If you do an activity and that activity, you haven't in some way made a unique, which is this distinct part, contribution. 
If it doesn't speak to your uniqueness, it's not a good activity. The second thing is, is if you haven't been distinguished, meaning you haven't been excellent in that activity, it doesn't mean anything. This is the reason why hospital volunteering and shadowing is not going to get you into medical school. Why? Because by definition, shadowing is a passive exercise where you cannot make an impact. So you can't hang your hat. Hector, I see your comments. I just can't read all that that fast. <laughs> right? If, if what, by definition, if you're shadowing, it's passive. If you're volunteering, you're standing in the background, you're a support character. So then how can you be making a meaningful contribution to things? Right? I feel like there's a lot more meaningful ways to volunteer. For example, I have a student, right, who does, uh, I always botch it, Tai Chi. He does Tai Chi for the elderly. So he actually gives them himself, goes out, and he teaches formal classes at senior citizen centers. Teach them Tai Chi, gives them himself, right? Baller, Harpreet, right? And that's an activity that is something that he's passionate about because he's studied it for a long time. He's taken and become excellent at it and expert enough to where people trust him to teach other people. And then he's translated that into helping other people who are in need, elderly people who want to be balanced, who want to be, right, who want to keep from falling. Does that make sense? So does that answer your question, Kat? That's unique, right? How many people teach Tai Chi to old people for free and help them out? Yeah. Right? Think about that, guys. If you guys understand what I'm saying right now, like this video. We're at 22 minutes. 